It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 32. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, Beast Tribe Quest Preview, Patch 3.1 Trailer, The Minstrel's Ballad, Thornton's Reign Preview, Lord of Verminion Preview, Airship Components Contest, and probably lots and lots of chatting. But first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? I'm going to start with you, Ruby. Hey. What have you been doing? I have been doing not as much as I probably should be doing, but, you know, we are in the home stretch of the vast wasteland. It is now the mini vast wasteland of November, and we only have, of this, as of this recording, nine days left until 3.1 launches. Yay. The sun is rising. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. The horizon of the wasteland. Oh, roll the stone. Come on, 3.1, rise. We need you. Oh, <laughs> Don't choke. <laughs> um, I didn't do as much as I probably should have. I goofed around on Paladin a little more. Um, only took it to 36, though. Uh, worked on my crafting a bit. Took Weaver to 55. Totally failed on the Red Scripts front. Like, I'm so burnt out on Red Scripts. I just, like got so burnt out on the red script, the fate grinding. I just really wore myself out just prior to 3.1's launch, so I feel like I'm just kind of resting a bit until 3.1 comes. I'm still involved. I'm still logging in. I'm still getting my esoterics, but now everything's going to like my caster gear, my secondary stuff. So it's just really kind of biding my time until 3.1 is here. And, um, of course we did, we had the, uh, AS1 or A1S. I never know how to say that. I'm always like backwards when I'm trying to say Alexander Savage 1, Alexander 1 Savage, Alexander Floor 1 Savage, whatever. Um, and that, I, that bullshit that, we get together and try to do bullshit with. that we bang our head against week after week. <clears throat> Once again, I know we say this week after week, but I feel like we found another piece of the puzzle that was keeping us back. And I think with this piece in play we will have a, a much better time seeing in Rage and seeing if we've got what it takes at the end of the fight. So I'm excited for Wednesday. I'm super excited for 3.1, and I'm excited to hear what Kariri did for her week. Well, sure. I was just going to say also with, with the Alex Savage that you were right. Well, and there wasn't just one thing. There were numerous things. The first thing that popped was one of our members, Orm, said, hey guys, I read this awesome strategy. Let's try this instead. And we're all like, sure, we'll do that. And we did it. And I feel like we're finally progressing forward again instead of stuck in a rut, you know? So, and then, then you know, I figured out some things and I know a couple other people figured out some things and it's all still coming together. And I will say we're all learning our jobs better through this and we're all learning our rotations better. And it's just, I think we're all improved. This sucks. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not pretending this is a fun, happy, joy, joy time to be stuck on this for this long. It's frustrating and makes us want to scream and rage and throw things. But I do think we're becoming better players through our induced rage. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think to a certain extent, to a certain extent. But yeah, I still feel like we're right there and, and it, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. I'm just fully convinced. And aside from that, I, of course, did my triple triad thing. I got my 
I don't know, 7K MGP from doing that. And again, was underwhelmed with how little MGP that is considering I could do no no rounds and get a thousand or do 40 rounds and get 7,000. It's a little silly, but um, I was very excited because I'm a Lalafell again. Yay. I went and uh, got myself a, a potion and, and switched right back to the pink, pink paladin. So that was, that was very exciting for me. Um, what killed me was I didn't realize I play with my camera at a different zoom depending on if I what race I am and that that really got me because when I'm a Lalafell if you're zoomed way in on your character you can't see anything else I mean there is grass that is higher than you in most regions so I have to be zoomed way the hell back out on my Lalafell or um, when I was on my aura, I was zoomed like very, very close to behind her because I was tall enough and big enough and it was far enough that I actually had a view. Um, but so that was, I, I mean, that's not something I did. It was just something I noticed that I thought was interesting that that would change how I play that much. But, um, and then while I was there buying myself a potion, I bought all the minions that I hadn't purchased from the cash shop. So I now have all of them that are purchasable from the cash shop, which, uh, yes, I needed in my life because I haven't popped a single one of them out yet. But uh, and then I got a, I got a lever, level on my botanist and, you know, did all my normal stuff. I tended all the chocobos and all the land and, you know, gambled every day and did just little stuff kept at it ran some dungeons you know nothing interesting just trying to slog through the wasteland but we're, we're getting there the light is at the end of the tunnel so how about you yelta i partake of course with the a1 savage i didn't i i i touched the triple triad tournament long enough that tomorrow i will go get my 1k i am also a lalafell again so yay that's good <laughs> Um, I did, I did get one level on Alchemist. I got seven levels on, I decided Ulf's like, let's, let's level something together. And I'm like, sure, hon. So we got our, uh, my Astrologian and his Dark Knight are like 37 now. So it's very different. And it's kind of interesting because these dungeons, I haven't done them. I haven't done anything under level 50 at the right level. And with that level's gear in so long, you, I, all I can do is sit there and heal, right? Because <laughs> I'm the healer and Ulf is the tank and we're both like, you know, fresh in this dungeon. Oh, he has trouble holding hate because, you know, you got two people in their esoteric gear who know how to push their buttons good and we're still figuring out what our buttons do. So it's a little bit frustrating but fun at the same time. I'm enjoying it so far. I also procured some minions. I didn't, I had already bought all the ones off the, the cash shop even though I hate myself for doing it, but I had to have them. But I decided that I needed all of the minions from the Greek, the grand companies. So you can buy one with the company seals of that grand company. And then by doing the grand company hunt log all the way through level three or whatever it is, you get another minion as an achievement. Well, now I have all six. So yay. So yay. I have Yay. I, I can't go back to Adders yet because there's a 15-day cooldown after switching. But I think like tomorrow or Saturday, I don't remember. Just a couple more days and I can go back to Adders. Welcome home. So, I know, right? Oh, and I discovered something I did not know. I 
I decided I, you know, I'm getting new gear as a low level, whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to put the Nofocus Bosom patch on my gear. I didn't know you could go talk to the the dude and it'll just say, put it on everything I own. Oh, yes. In one button. I did not know that. Yeah, that that's a nice one. I did that. I actually did that and I, it, it, way when we were back with our old free company. Um, I had put it on everything right before we did um, our photo shoot. And it looked really stupid on some of the pirate gear that we were doing. So I had to go reset some of them by hand before we could go do that. But yeah, that's a great feature. Now, if I could only like repair everything in my inventory and my armory chest at once, but at once. Oh, well, it, it was a it was kind of a slow week. And, you know, as a side note, Kariri and I were kind of playing this other game. We you were, may have heard of it. We might have been mining and crafting. So that really took a lot of my week. Our mother's playing now, too. It's kind of awesome. That's cute. <laughs> All right. We do have some other personal GTFFXIV news. We have a website. <gasps> no way. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. It's, it's pretty simple, pretty st- simple and straightforward, but it does what we need it to do. It's going to give a place to link to all the places that you can get our, you know, our podcast. And then we'll, you know, we'll put up some more links or whatever, but of like, you know, our favorite links and stuff. There's a about us page that career, the overachiever has started filling. No, <laughs> it looks good. And looks great. Yeah. I, and this is kind of a, all three of us, I think, touched this. I think at the same time, maybe the most touched. Yeah. Oh, That's hot. Maybe. Yeah. So it'll give a place where you can actually go to, to it's, it's, it's in a blog format. So the, the listeners, you guys can go out, find the episode and you actually post comments right there and we will read your comments and probably swoon that you actually left us a comment. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be fun to see how we use this. Where so. where is it? I I was yeah it's at now guys maybe you could guess it but it's at gtffxiv.com. No way. I know right. No one else had it so <laughs> career scooped that up. She's like it's ours. Hot scoops. Gotta Hot have scoops. it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that's awesome. I'm I'm very excited about that. All right, the first round, of course, is news. And we have a few news items. One of them, some of them we may have touched on before, but these are in order of there were more news announced since or whatever. So the first news I know we've already talked how excited we are for is the Beast Tribe Quests preview. Well, two out of three ain't bad. What do you on mean? On the excitement level. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two- <laughs> Just because I don't do them doesn't mean I'm not excited. I like the Venu Venu dance. I'm ready for oh, it. Oh, definitely. Well, and what's different about these, so if you've ever done Beast Tribe dailies um, with any of the other tribes, um, most of them are like, you have to be level, the other ones, you have to be like level 46. I can't remember right now, but you have to be already pretty much leveled up. These quests are going to be scalable. I think that's the quest itself is going to scale and the mob difficulty is going to scale on whatever class you are on. I think when you pick it up. That's cool. Yeah, so I thought that looked that looked really neat because that you know it gives it some flexibility, and I'm assuming it's in the sea of clouds. So there's you know various mob levels over there and stuff. Anyway, it's a huge, huge zone, so it's gonna be fun to see what they have us do. I'm sure they'll make us carry something, and things will attack us, and we'll cry. Carry totems. Yeah, oh sure. Let's carry some totems. Why not? That is is that not the funnest thing? It <laughs> I never love that. Reap? 
Okay, because Sina does it all the time. It's like when you fight the second boss of Never Reap, the one that puts the totems all over the field, and then right when you kill the boss, if the totems are on the ground, if you pick one up like at the last second, you can carry it for the duration of, you know, however long the totem would appear on the battlefield, and you can just like run with it as people, you know, open up the path to the third leg of the dungeon. And it's so cool. We try to pick one up every time. I have actually recently been cursed out for killing the boss too quickly in the past week because someone didn't get to pick up their totem. Yeah, it's serious business. <laughs> We're making our own fun at this point, yeah. I think. That's right. Well, and what's really funny is it's very polarizing. People either think that fight is awesome and fun and reminds us of playing Legend of Zelda or something, or people think that fight is stupid and gimmicky and lame. And it's like, it's very polarizing. Fight. It's funny you say Legend of Zelda. I'm looking at these Vanu Vanu in the pictures here on the blog, and I swear this one's got Majora's mask. He's like wearing it on top of his head. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like it looks like it's gonna follow the pattern of the other beast tribes pretty closely. You know, there's several several quests. It'll change on a daily basis, and you improve your reputation. And at certain times, you'll get um, to do main quests and have a bigger longer storyline and of course we'll have our vendor which will offer furnishings and minions and mount it's the same thing as the other beast tribe dailies which i am okay with because i actually like the um the layout of that so but the formula I'm, I'm okay of that is that. is pleasing right you, exactly, you log in exactly. and yeah you, well and i've been wondering about this mount ever since we saw the preview of the benchmark Right? Oh, yeah. I'm like, what is that fat serpent thing? Oh, my God, I need one. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. They also gave us another, uh, I think they gave us, what, just like a new link or something to the, the trailer. So we saw the trailer, and we already talked about it a little bit, the 3.1 trailer, last week. But uh, they're, they, they've given it to us again as news. Um, so we were talking that we are going to do what we did last time we had looked at a trailer together and we are going to count down and hit play so if you're listening and you're at a computer or something where you can view the trailer i'm going to go ahead and let you find the link and uh and i think we're all ready so we're just going to play the trailer it is seven minutes and 40 seconds and we're going to talk annoyingly yeah oh yeah we're going to be like those annoying people in the theater that you hate but yeah, so, and if you don't like it, just skip ahead eight minutes and you will be done, so. <laughs> All do, right. Do the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, click. Okay, it's clicked. Rated T for teen. We have Crystal in the center. Well, that, it's so pretty. The sea of clouds is still so pretty. It's gorgeous. Got a lot of people riding toward the crystal. And heaven's word. <laughs> oh, epic music. Okay. And a Pegasus. And a Pegasus. Flying a flying, flying horse. Oh, and there's the airman flying up above and the, the node. The ADS node. There was that weird thing. We get Marvel to fight. Fighting. A little Malboro action. Oh, exploratory missions. The diadem. Mm-hmm. Okay, puffball flowers. Oh, here's here's the gathering. Here's the here's the fishing. Fishing and 
and apparently just hanging out while these people must not have leveled up their gatherers. Yeah. They, they were just my, there. Oh yeah, we're gonna, watching. We're gonna watching. we're gonna go and have a picnic. And then attacked by a dinosaur. Yep, this is that uh, uh, Bachiosaur, Brachiosaur that we mentioned last week. And then we're having a picnic again. Oh, it's time to go gambling. Big time. Oh, yeah. What's this outfit? What is what is this outfit that this chick has on? Yep. 1.0 mining. 1.0 stuff. Love it. I think that might be a new outfit. I think it's a new outfit. Could be. I'm, Could be. I'm Still a little creeped out by the fluffy pillows. <laughs> the pink. Yeah. In the Lord of Verminia. This looks really, really interesting and fun and colorful. That's one of the things that keeps hitting me about it is the colors, yeah. Oh, new uh, dungeon. I love, like, the arboretum type dungeon this thing is going great. on here. Oh, you those are giant lily pads they're on. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I have a thing for oh, lily pads. Oh, and the blue crystal marble. It, it might be tough to tell, but once again, the um, the dungeon music here is a variation of the outside music, the um, hinterlands music. You have to oh, really yes. kind of tune into it, but it's there. This is oh, the creepiest freaky guy. flower oh. crab guy. And one of them that just happened, that boss in the room that looked like a hive with like, it looks like honey floating down mm -hmm. the walls. That was Doesn't cool. this guy remind you of the void creature that was in uh, Edda's dungeon? The weird freaky lizard dude? Uh, it might be oh. brothers. I don't know. And we're landing. Where are we landing? And this time I think we get to run down the Very stairs. Serious 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 heart. Heart. Oh, that boss. That's the, the graw. Yes. That thing is so cool. Have a tether or something. No. <laughs> Ooh, That's a hell of a sword, too. But... Weird kobold. Very cool. Bombs. Oh, this freaky oh, bomb, yeah. dude. This guy's weird. He looks like an evil genie. Yes, he looks guy. like some Disney guy. He does. And then, and then the, a blue one. And we too. have a blue, blue one. one. And bombs with tethers. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is the tether dungeon. I feel <laughs> it. World of tethers. Jump, Derplander, jump. Oh, wait. <laughs> Banu, Banu. Banu, Banu. Dance. Safety dance. <laughs> the new Beast the new... Tribe quests. That guy's extra ornate, by the way. The, must be the tribe leader. Yeah. There's that flying guy, the weird stingray-looking weird dude. Very flashy. Hair. Yep. Hairstyles. Yep. Like, yeah. I like that one on the row. I like that one on the Elizin. And the coloring on the that one's unfortunate. Oh, I, see, I like the pink short choppy. Well, I like that one. I might change to that one where that human was wearing. The fro is an abomination, I still believe. Yeah, see, they have to dance to kind of hide the fact <sighs> that the fro looks weird. Sorry, that's my opinion. Here we go. <laughs> I know, a new primal fight. Mm-hmm. So badass. It really is. I was a little bit let down how easy. I know I understood it was storyline, but I'm so excited they made they're making a extreme mode. It's gonna be hard as hell. Ooh, uh, look, break it those is. chains, break those chains. And did you guys see the armor for this earlier? We're gonna talk oh, yeah. about that later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Very explodey. Oh they're wait they're using it in this video, look! Oh. I think they are. I'd have to go back, but I'm not going to go back right now. So flashy. 
It's just that. Uh, the music got serious. Serious oh, yeah, business yeah. time. Oh, oh, a lot of treasure. Yeah, treasure. A lot of maps. This uh, this pi this picture, picture is some that is somebody. I think that has to do with Hilda in some way. Just saying. And I dubbed the senior douchebag. Yes, mm -hmm. senior douchebag. <laughs> Had this douchebag before. Hilda's brother. I'm throwing it out there. I love all the aquatic-looking creatures yes. that are flying everywhere. Because it does look like they belong under the water. It's the, the void lore. creatures. It's the lore. So cool. Oh, it does. And that was the arc they did. There's your flying it's, shark. I love the shark. flying shark. Does it have lasers? Laser beams. <laughs> oh, this is like freaky uh, Cerebus with a scorpion tail and. God, he's attached to that. God, thing. all these things are gross. And I love it. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. that become. That blobby guy yes. with the tentacles, that's, that's, just, that's the stuff of nightmares. He's just gonna burp, yeah. Have some stomach acid. That just brings me acid. back to my stance on, you know, tentacles and... Uh-huh. And Japanese porn. What? Yes. Huh? Yes. And the door's open, and Lamia. Weird egg. More flashy, shiny. This and, thing's oh, has such thing. a, like, a Promathia vibe to me. Yes! That's exactly oh. what I thought of. It is. This is just, a, I love that, see that ground attack where you have to stand in the middle and everything? I, that's new. I'm not seeing that in many fights. Cryle. Sorry to keep you waiting. You sound just like him. Crazy stuff here. You know they're talking about the Warrior of Darkness in, in this stuff here. Oh, for sure. Why is that shield? What is this knife? What the shit? Ravana's all. Ravana's like, I'm back, bitches. Oh, that's Derplander and yep. Ravana, yep. Oh, yep. the Derplander there who. What the. Yeah. Up. Nidog with I both think eyes. He's got pink eyes. He does. <laughs> you know how you get that. That's like you touch your butt and rub your eyes or something. Raw chicken. That's why he's upset. Also, at this part, this music, this slowed down piano version of Oz's Law, holy shit, sounds so oh. good. I adored all the music in that trailer. Just all of it. It's so. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, well, that was seven and a half. That that went fast. That went really fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I loved it. Again. Loved it. Loved it, it. it. Totally get hype. I I don't know everything about it in that I'm excited to see what it is. Oh, I gotta catch my breath now. Oh man, I'm spent. <laughs> oh, and then, so do we have any more comments specifically on this on the patch, or should we move on? I just cannot wait to have you know coffins wait. dropped on me in 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 Void Arc because that was trippy. There, there's so much. There's so much that that shows, you know. For sure. I think we squeed enough about how excited we are for it, so I think we can probably just move on. <laughs> it's it's next week anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. They also they also told us some more about the Minstrels Ballad Thornton's Reign. That's, of course, uh, Knights of the Round EX. It sounds like it's going to be hard. They're like, it's going to be like, if you're clearing Savage 1 and 2, you might be all right. <laughs> That's kind of, I don't remember where I heard that. but Yeah, like, I think he said it himself in the Q&A that it's on par with Savage 1. 
Yep. Well, and you have to have an item level of 190 or above, which I, I'm above, but still, it's like, oh. And uh, these pictures are gorgeous. And, uh, you know, I'm going to skip ahead because let's talk real quickly about the rewards. We know the fight's coming. We know that they said there's they were going to have, like, 14 phases in it, but they actually scaled it back and... And, uh, you know, I know we're all excited for it, but but how about these rewards from the uh, developer's blog? They showed us the Paladin. They did. The, the, I was looking at the Paladin stuff, and I, I like the sword. And the shield is interesting, but it looks like it mated with a Marauder's Axe and oh, yeah, just yeah. got stuck in some weird sex position between the shield <laughs> and the axe. I don't know. Oh. What happened there? Okay, it, it's very shiny, but I, I like the sword. The shield, I'm going to glamour the fuck out of for sure. <laughs> the dragoon one, I I don't play a dragoon, but it looks very shiny. It these all have that same kind of color thing where, like, for some inexplicable reason, there's some blue and then there's some. You yeah, know, it's like the uh, early '90s or something here. It's kind of it's kind of like Miami. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the aqua blue and the hot pink dot on the on the dragon. A little bit of purple weapon. there, yeah. A little bit of pinkish purple, yeah. And then the monk hands. I, this is the one I really heard the most about. The buzz was high about how these are like just simple monk fists. They're not Freddy Krueger knives. They're not little almost hand axes. They look like kind of a neat monk gauntlet. So I know the monks uh, I've heard from are very excited for that weapon. They they like that it's gloves. Yeah, they're not as absurd looking. You know, they they, they saved the absurd for my shield. But but the monk ones are pretty cool, I think. Well, and I scrolled down to the last one where it shows all three. And honestly, kind of that, that uh, the Dragoon one, it looks a little bulky. I suppose. I don't yeah. know what they usually have to deal with. I guess if you're dealing with Freddy... Cl- Freddy Krueger claws all the time. Maybe you'd be happy to have something like that. I don't know what um, I don't know what all monks are looking for. Like what they're lacking in in weapon styles. I know it was, it was a hot. It, it was hotly wanted the uh, Emperor's new fists, right? Mm-hmm. Glamour them away. Just let me punch yep. things with my bare fists. Yeah. All right. That's uh, that was one. Uh, the next one was the Lord of Verminion preview. I'm actually way more excited about this one than I thought. The Mandervold Gold Saucer is going to unveil its newest attraction, Lord of Verminion. So adorable minions are now fierce warriors. Rar, rar. First of all, I just it's it's a competitive mini game. You, you actually it's it's like PvP. You're challenging someone else, and it looks like it has some depth and complexity. They show a screenshot here, and they show like a little grid on the lower right hand corner, and it's like. I don't know if that's like starting positions. Oh, that's where the crystals are. And there's all these different, like, you know, there's the rock, paper, scissors things with minion type. I know Kariri had a comment about that. Oh, yeah. No, it was just really neat that, that you know, certain, like, monsters are strong against critters. Critters are strong against poppets. Poppets are strong against monsters. And the gadgets are neither strong or weak against any type. And I'm like, I'm looking at this. And then they also have, like, um, if you have four of the same group type of critter or you know creature minion like if you have four monsters i believe or four critters or four poppets or four um gadgets they get a special action as a group they get to do cool different things and i'm listening to this and i'm reading this and i'm looking at all the 
a little bit of complexity here. And I'm thinking, and we can't even have elemental resistances. I'm like, the, do these little minions have better, more complex fighting than we do? That would be kind of... I mean, that's an oversimplification, of course. It's an exaggeration, but it just struck me as funny. Yeah, it looks like this could be really fun. I and I'm super excited to get ra- to get placed with people who are ranking of the, about the same as me. That's one thing that's so hard for me is I get in and I'm, you know, I'm just kind of fucking around and I get in there and I either someone just completely spanks me or they're AFK, right? In any other competitive stuff, so for sure, yeah. And I think I think that's actually one of the other more interesting pieces of this is. I think we talked about it last week, though, but that matching system, if it works for this and then they implement it, we're going to get a just a brief taste of what they're planning for PvP matching. So I think that'll be really cool as well. Yeah, I think that's the important takeaway from this is if that ranking system works, you know, the PvP that we have now when you're going like 72 man, ca- uh, you capture the the roving flag that works for that type of content. But when you're 4v4, you have to have some appropriate matching, or you're going to have something like Yelta was saying, like a bunch of sleepyheads that don't know what they're doing in PvP, or you're matched up against people who have me stun locked the, the entire aces, fight. Yeah. You know, somebody who, who know what they're doing, absolutely. So this is going to hopefully bring that ranking system, this new and improved ranking system to the wolves den and hopefully that trickles out through the rest of pvp and there's some maybe some cooler stuff that'll come through from it i think though my take on lord of verminion even though i don't have a lot of minions i think this is so cute i i am just overwhelmed with the the cuteness that um i think i need to start collecting oh yeah <laughs> just even seeing all those minions together just the different types it just makes me happy it's so colorful and it's so cheerful and it's so the level of adorableness is just overwhelming but even more than that it, it does have some there is going to be it looks like some strategy because well there you know it talks about all the different structures there are the stones that you're trying to protect you and your opponent each have three of these on the f- field and to win you shatter all your opponent's stones that's it um there are gates and you use them to summon your minions and you return if you return your minions there they get their hp restored let's see if the gate is destroyed you can still summon them from there but they'll be unable to exit the gate area and um, if a minion is destroyed outside a gate they'll be unable to enter the gate area Um, Then there's shields that add defensive strength to your stones. And if the shields destroy, the stones are more easily shattered. And then there's the search eye. And I thought this was the most interesting one. Yelta mentioned the little map icon in the bottom right-hand corner that shows the little dots in the different colors for the different teams. If you, each team has a search eye when they start. And if if a search eye is destroyed, if your search eye is destroyed, you will only be able to see enemy units that are near your own minions as opposed to all the enemies on the field. I like that because it yeah. tells you that there's going to be a uh, fog of war to yeah. some degree in this. So they, it, this is really cool because, like I said last week, I fully expected it to be like one crystal on one side, one on the other, and you just march like two by two and bump heads and try it. Like I thought it was going to be on rails. And I'm, as I look at this post and some of the, the previews where you see like a, just a shit ton of minions in one spot, 
you know, now I'm having the idea that, you know, you click on what your target's going to be. This gate sends these minions to this target. So if I want to destroy the search eye or the shield, I can do that or go straight for their crystal. Um, I get choices on which minions I'm going to pop out of what gate. You've got, uh, you know, how many points you can spend per gate or whatever, how many you can spawn on the field. There is a complexity that goes along with this cuteness that I, I think this will have some staying power. I think this minigame will have long-term staying power as long as they're able to make it uh, fun, enjoyable, and uh, on entry level, it's fun, but to have that complexity that those that want to take this to the nth degree can get some, some really cool outcomes, especially like in the tournaments. Definitely, and that's the other thing I was going to mention is with the tournaments that you could, just like Triple Triad, you could, you know, enter the tournaments to try and win MGP. It says large amounts of MGP, so I'm hoping it's actually large amounts of MGP. But on top of that, I'm truly hoping that this is less like Triple Triad and less like Chocobo Racing, whereas it it's an enormous sink of your MGP in order to be... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? In order to... Competitive? Or... Yes, in order yeah. to be competitive, you'd have to keep sinking large amounts of MGP right back into the activity. So I, I hope they have that right. I really do, because it's the only reason I don't Chocobo race anymore. I adore Chocobo racing. I would love to be breeding Chocobos. I would run it endlessly if if I were getting anything out of it. But the amount you have to spend into it far exceeds what you get out of it so it's just not worthwhile at this point so i'm hoping i'm hoping they learned from that well and i'm not seeing any mention of consumables i'm not seeing any mention about strengthening your particular you know there's not anything like that so i i'm hopeful too and i I feel like somebody fell in love with this idea i feel like one of the designers because they're like ha ha as an april fool and then they're like okay well let's make it and they could have very easily made it a four by four little rock, paper, scissors fest. But I feel like there's this much complexity because someone fell in love with the idea and decided to make it fun. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that this is going to be another, you know, I teleport and do my mini cackpot. I occasionally will go run a quick chocobo race amongst friends, but I, I just don't participate, which is too bad because the gold saucer is cool. I just... Don't go there enough to, you know, I think I will once they add it to the challenge log. Cause I have this thing about doing things oh, yeah. on the challenge log. So. Well, that's the thing. I go there every day, but I don't stay there. You know, I mean, I go there, get my cackpot ticket and occasionally, very occasionally, if I'm killing time between things, I'll do a triple triad tournament or like you said, chocobo racing among friends. But otherwise I just, I don't spend much time there. And, and this looks like, Especially if that ranking system works, if the, you know, matching people up for, for battle works well, I, I could see myself doing this quite a bit. This, this could be my new MGP earner. This is fun enough to spectate too. I, I fully see people on Twitch streaming their matches and, you know, didn't they say they wanted to make a spectator mode, yeah, yeah, which was yeah. originally something they wanted to do for PVP. I don't know why that hasn't came across yet but i think even wow had trouble doing spectator stuff for their pvp at least it's what i had heard in the past but uh with this because it's such a simple thing and i'm with the alta i think some guy was just on the side had made this simple game you know where you've got you send your people up paper rock scissors type thing and 
14 has all these cool models for the minions. It just makes sense if the game is simple enough to use these models and make a fun game out of it. Maybe it'll be simple enough that the spectator stuff is a doable thing. And I see this as possibly being a huge part to 14 going forward. If they do this right, it could it could have long lasting effects. For sure. All right. Uh the other thing they did this week or last week was Duty commenced episode nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they Wow, they I didn't realize they're almost they're like long winded like we are. Pretty There's much. so much stuff to talk about. This this one was uh one hour and fifty six minutes. Holy cow. It was pretty I actually didn't watch it, watch it. I kinda listened to it at work. I had it streaming in another window. Did you either one of you watch it? I missed the first part of it, which I think was just the Q and A recap stuff, and then I caught midway through that and I watched all of the lore down. Low lore down, lower lore low down, whatever they ended up calling it now <laughs> I, I was listening to a little bit of it i i at work i couldn't listen to it but on my way home they started talking about like the aetherites and the volume was so bad in my car that i couldn't hear any of it so well, i missed the whole thing I, as far as volume goes in the past they've had serious issues with the volume i think they finally got it right there usually is this this hum like the air conditioners going off or there's like a vibration on the table and I think they've cut that part out. The music sounded right. I think they've really perfected Duty Commence now. It's, it's definitely polished. They've polished up. It's 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 fun to watch. I actually find found it fun to watch. They did a couple of giveaways. Uh, you know, like you said, the first they did the question and answers. Then they you know they talked about uh, Patch Three Point One. One of the things is they showed a, a little bit more of people actually. They showed a little bit more footage on the exploration voyages. So they, they showed one of the, I think they showed one of the things you attuned to so you can fly. And they showed some, you know, fighting some mobs. And they showed how um, the mobs don't necessarily have levels. They have ranks. Mm. So, yeah, there was, there's a little bit more detail, a little bit more that I had seen before. Um, however, I didn't actually watch the live letter from the producers. So. Uh, then they, you know, they, they talked about the etherites because apparently etherites is wrong. It's etherites. Whatever. They and they had trouble. <laughs> they were calling it etherite the entire time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So they talked about the etherites and how, you know, honestly, most of us in Eorzea don't really know how they fucking work. Uh-uh. <laughs> we had to have, you know, people come fix them for us after the calamity because. And they, they talked about, you know, how long aetherites etherite, have been around. And I, I thought it was kind of funny when they talk about, you know, how when you're knocked out and you and we say you're dead, you're not dead. You have just that's what return is. You have just enough energy to be basically sucked back to the etherite that you Ooh. attuned to. That's the lore idea behind it. Yes. And, you know, and I thought it was funny, too, because I have talked to the NPCs next to the etherites and you know they do talk about what the one even's like that'll be one million gil or mm-hmm. whatever it is and then he goes into the explanation and and they talked about that you know all three of them have some you know some lore explanation why why you're there and they answered the other thing that's always kind of bothered me and i never thought of it this way before i'm like why did they did they build the etherites here no they're kind of naturally occurring like ley lines and that's where they are and then cities kind of spring up around them like mm-hmm. you know 
in towns in the desert will spring up around an oasis. Yes. So it was a pretty it was pretty fun to listen to. Oh, that it was really cool to see how they tie that in with like the Beastman tribes having their own. Uh, they took these natural etherites and built their own bases around those like the Vanu Vano, the type, the shapes of the etherites, like what each shape represents. You've got the ones from uh, the Alligans had harnessed. You've got ones that were harnessed. Uh, prior to the sixth astral era, which is you know the ones we were familiar with in in 1.0, and the ones the Charlayans had helped rebuild, uh, a lot of cool lore behind that. It just was really neat to see them touch base with each of the type of etherites, especially going back and seeing like rivers meet etherite and how they gave that explanation about 1.0. And I I knew the thing about the gill, but. I didn't know the depth, like, Ulda helped pay for the, the huge Charlayan cost to repair these Aetherites, and so all the the money is going back to these monetarists or whoever made these payments. Um, so pretty neat getting the whole lowdown of that lore. I still remember the good old days where we actually spent the anima to <laughs> yeah, teleport around. Oh, yeah. And uh, instead of it being part of the backstory and running out of anima and having to run to places because you were. That's why I have a second account, guys. I had <laughs> Mal Loop was my anima was whore. Your teleport bitch. Yeah. Is what we well, called and him. do yes. you remember? This is going back, but do you remember that if you were in a party, you could get teleported to one you had not attuned to? And I always thought that was gross. So I was kind of glad yes. they didn't do that. <laughs> oh, that's cheaty. I had never walked anywhere in this game because I went around with Yelta and, and like attuned to everything. And I, I didn't know how, I still don't know how to get from one region to another on foot without looking at my map. And that's not true in most MMOs I've played. I know how to get everywhere without ever glancing at a map. Do you guys feel that to a certain extent or do you, or do you kind of know where you're at and what links to what and stuff? No, I I know where the Chris. I know how to pull up the map. I hit the quest. It pulls up the zone. I click the nearest etherite. I could. I can navigate if I need to get. Well, Limsa is the worst for me. The or the Lenostica. That's the worst for me because it's got so many zones and how you can get from one to another is a little bit. Well, I have the same problem in Olda. I don't have that problem in Gridania, but I've always started my characters in Gridania. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I know Gridania, like the back of my hand, but the other ones I'm a little iffy on 1.0. I felt like I knew it better, especially Thanalan, because I felt like I walked everywhere there. You know, we were always at Nofuka's Wells. We were always in these areas and I knew how to get around where the Dodo camps were, all that. Um, and Gridania, not so much in 1.0, but for sure in 2.0 and beyond. And Limsa is just one of those spots I'm just like, eh. I usually have more trouble with the zones outside of the cities. Like the ones that don't really have a camp somewhere that you can get to easily, but it's easier to go to the city and walk out the gate. Those always sure. trip me up. Like the Silver Bazaar or something. I'm like, which, where, where should I go for that? Gate of Sultana. Exactly. To go, to go get that. Yeah. Well, and I associate a lot of them with what gathering node I want to get to from town. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? So, but but you're right. It, I, and, that, and this is probably just me being old because I am going to be 40 tomorrow. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but. The 
some of the older games or even like 11. I remember it was a big deal, you know, getting on early so you could run up and be ready to do Sky. So for me, and yes, I know you can complain about I don't have that kind of time or who wants to do that anymore. But I find to even to the point where teleporting around town, I forget how old uh, is even laid out. Mm. I was thinking, and I'm 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 going to call this up here. I, I don't usually pull this one out, but back in WoW, <laughs> yes, I knew without pulling up a map how to get anywhere, because the first thing you do every zone, you have to walk around on foot, and every zone they send you back and forth, even worse than Final Fantasy repeatedly you know go to old bob's farmhouse down the road okay bring this back to the guy standing at or in the little you know tavern People bitch about then... fetch quests but that's what it does it helps you learn them yeah that's how you learn about your environment and stuff and i i i just feel like i don't know with, with the atherites that it takes away some of the I mean, don't get me wrong. I am not complaining about about the ease of being able to move around. I'm really not. I'm just saying it's very different because because you you know don't you can always use the aetherites. You you don't have to go do these things on foot, just about ever. So it's just a whole different feel, and I I like it. But I but I there are points where I miss having to know my terrain a little bit more i, I guess. don't even think you can go back to that now i think didn't wow try by taking away the flying mounts for the new zone and everybody got their pitchforks and torches ready and said <laughs> you we will fly we're not walking around here i i wow can't even go back to that so i i'm sitting here thinking i could tell you now how to get to sky you know baburumu and sanctuary zeta and so on and so forth and because we had to walk all the way through there and you knew and you had the music and you knew the path to go through Sanctuary Zeta to go up to the next area. And in in my memory, it's beautiful remembering all those times. And like I said last week or the week before, if I logged into 11 now, I would play it a full 10 minutes before going, fuck, how do I, this is, I'm not walking all this way. <laughs> Logging out and be done. And I was just thinking about airships and, and the ferry boats and all of the things. I mean, they had their charm and I loved them. Don't get me wrong. But they also took quite a bit of time that people would not put up with now. But I mean, you know. Well, you, yeah. Well, you used to all be in the same boat, though. So now that we've kind of been spoiled, it's like, I don't think you could. I can agree. I don't think you could go back. Right. Yeah. Of course, I remember in 1.0, I was supposed to be on call to be rotated in to do, I don't remember, not copper. What one did we have? Aramvale is one, whatever the one is by some dungeon. And they're like, you have to sit right outside the front door so you can be rotated in. And I'm like, dude, I can teleport to Ulda from anywhere and run up there in three minutes. If you can't tell me five minutes before you want me to rotate in, oh no, I was kicked because I wasn't gonna stand outside the door. So that's the, kind of the that's kind of the other extreme of how much impatience there is. Yeah, it's just gross. Well, and 1.0 wasn't even that fast. I mean, it, it still took a little bit, and yeah, that's that's ignorant. Well, better better that you were not in that party. <laughs> All right. Uh, they also talked about All Saints Wake. We talked about that last week, I think. Big time. Yeah, so they, they tried very hard not to spoiler things, but they showed off, like, the gear and the style, and they, they rode around on the broom a bit. So, 
I thought it was it, the whole thing was it was the you know two hours of uh, some fairly informational stuff. I again appreciate them giving us some English presentations. They're I guess getting better right? and faster at delivering the stuff in in a in a good amount of time with even more information. You know, it sucks to not get it in English up front, but then like if they do something like this and give us the same or less information, you're like, "Why the hell am I even watching this?" This they gave us more information, more screenshots like you were saying with the exploratory missions, we got to see more. And with the lowdown, uh it's it's a nice package. The giveaways help. They did giveaways in the in episode 8. They've given giveaways now. I, I think they've just really synergized, and the the reps are just, they're really out of this world. We've got a really good rep team at this point, and I hope they all stick around. We've lost some reps, some good people, but I really think we have a great team here, and I, I hope they continue. Yeah, they're incredibly easy to listen to. They're very conversational, very down-to-earth, very fun, though, too. You know, they're they're entertaining. So it's, it's like you said, it's it's not just the same stuff regurgitated to us they add some detail and some some more stuff that we didn't know and and i love their little lore lowdown and i love that they do their giveaways and stuff and and they're incredible and they should keep doing what they're doing because they do it right and they have gotten better much better about giving us the q a from the letters in english and stuff they, they those guys when they were recording this they were so tired from doing the transla- translations from the live letter. So I just I just hope they understand that we really, really appreciate their hard work. Yes. Definitely. All right, we have another contest, guys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> they are announcing the Airship Components Research and Development Contest. I did not read this. There's something about designing airship components. I think you get to name their airship parts because I heard them say something about being able to name... Like, I don't know if it was here in the example, but one of them was like Bayonne's sails and Kamate's port and aft or something. I don't know. <laughs> you get to just make up your own component for the airship that has to be used on, you know, and why. Make screenshots and text and say why it's needed. And, and yeah, no, it, it sounds, it's a cute idea. It's, it's going to take a little creativity and you know thinking about what would i need on an airship why would it be needed and i think that the key here is making it interesting because i could say you know you need the lug nut for the left flank of the you know something but no one gives a shit unless i explain why it's interesting or the backstory behind its necessity or something so i i think people could could make this really boring or really really fun and there's uh, 30 entries right now, it looks like. Uh, and I've, I've just kind of skimmed a couple of them. Some of these are really cute and really fun. They're, 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 some of them are, like, super short, and some of them are, like, really, like, entry number 31's got, like, very nicely written paragraphs. It tells a whole story. Very, got a lot of charm, and I don't know. That's so cool. And of course, the, the prizes again are one game item from your choice of the Araman Choker, Mandragora Choker, Bluebird Earrings, Scarf of Wondrous Wit. So, do you have any of those left that you need, Ruby? Yes, I still, okay, I lied. I thought I had that Araman Choker, but I think that was because 
I thought I was going to win that picture contest and they disqualified me for some stupid reason. I don't, I don't know. I'm mad about it, but I'm not going to talk about it. It's like a trigger for me. So I'm not going to talk about it, but I need that Araman choker and I need the Mandragora choker still. And I'm waiting for this map stuff. They haven't given us the winners for the map thing. And I totally am going to win both sides of that because I did such a great job. And we as a group (laughs) also did a great job taking our photo, even though it was was in the rain. It was in the rain, but it was still pretty good. Like Kariri's Ugly Duckling was helping us find it. And I think Yelta had like a bluebird or something. My Midgar Zomer was looking. Okay, yes, it was And I'm doing lookout. Yeah, that's actually the back the back uh the desktop of my work computer right Aww. now is us doing that <laughs> that's sweet so i think right. these are good i like these and they're giving a hundred a hundred of the best entries so we're only, only 31 30. i'm i might need to get on this and just Ooh. do something I, i'm not much of a writer i guess i don't know anyway all right uh we moved the developer's blog up where we talked about the gear from uh Thornton's Rain Extreme. So we're done with that. Uh, I guess it's happy hour, guys. All right. Clink glasses. We did get some uh, listener mail. The first one is about Aram Vale. And Ulf writes, I'm listening to the latest podcast, and I'm hearing again how Ruby doesn't care for this dungeon. I might be odd man out, but I love this dungeon. I seem to have more fun here than in any other. What? I know, right? I I love Orem Vale. It's given they named it after me. I mean, why would they? Why would I not love it? It's full of piss pools and everything. It's so great. No, it's really not that bad. It's not a bad dungeon. It's fun when you have a tank that knows what to do and doesn't pull. It's actually not the tank's fault usually in there. It's usually some DPS wants to get behind the tank and somehow pulls every fucking thing from that middle room. <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem. Tuck yourself in that little back left corner and everybody will be fine. See, Ulf plays a tank and he knows how to pull that first pull. So now he didn't know the first few times we did it. Mm. Oh, and full disclosure, Ulf is my real life husband. But I didn't know he was going to send us mail, though. (laughs) I didn't know he was going to write this email. But but by the way, if you go go, just go type into Google, fuck Orem Vale, right? Because I have heard that. I'm going to do it. Do it right now. And the, fir- the first one you come, I got back was an open letter to Aram Vale. Go to hell. I hate everything about you. The way your first room takes longer than the whole of Brayflack's hard mode. The way you seem to attract the dumbest of new players. Your annoying boss <laughs> mechanics. The fact you seem to take nearly an hour to complete with a newbie. I am normally a patient person. I try to help new players, but the fact is I am on my last nerves with you. Go to hell. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. You know, people hate this place. There's a no, lot I of vitriol for yeah. Orm Vale out here. I like that Orem Vale wrote back is the next comment. That's <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, it's at the end of it is sincerely Orem Vale. I love it. It's just it's so cute. But I I had the same thing as Olf. I first of all, I've never had a bad party in there. But as you've mentioned, this is very tank pulling it um correctly dependent (laughs) and i am a very tentative tank so i i i take pulls slower than most people probably like them which is why i probably don't usually get into trouble in there so i have always loved it in there i love the idea of you having to you know heal yourself up and all of the poison and all of the the just creatures in there and the green and the 
you mentioned the piss pools, but I think they're really cool looking. The, the color of them versus they're great the for your skin. Oh yes, yes, it's quite the, quite the gives me that regimen. glowing look. <laughs> oh man, like you know, radioactive waste bath. <laughs> yes, for sure. No, but it just I. I think it's really neat looking and it's very different than just about any of the other dungeons. It does take longer than a lot of the other ones, even when you do it right. So, so I do get that, but I really enjoy it. And, and I don't, I don't get why it has such a bad reputation. Well, I get why it has a bad reputation. (laughs) I just haven't experienced it. That it is a, it is really hilarious to go in there the first time with a brand new tank who's never been in there before. They always try to grab you that first pull with a first new tank almost always results in a wipe it is tricky you have to pull to the right spots you have to not have the fucking frog come over right there's 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 ways to pull it correctly and there's ways to not pull it so good and sometimes you go in there and people are like running around like chickens with their heads cut off i don't know what about that wrong way to do it well what is what is with that here's a giant room so let's just all spread out and pull everything ask a bard i don't know (laughs) I actually like it too. I was angry with it. I think when I couldn't get it done. Well, and that's one of the also legacy 1.0 dungeons. Yes. You remember, right? I had to level my monk up to 50 and gear it out. Like for end, like I was doing end game just because it had was a fists of fire or something, which was strong. Cause back then we had elemental weaknesses mm-hmm. and um, you know, you could punch plants good with fists of fire and then coin counter fucks people too. Right. It's yeah. the first, it's like one of the first bosses that does abilities without giving you a giant circle to run away from. Yep. Right? So it, it is a little bit more complex, I guess. But I actually really like it. I think that's part of what I like about it, though, too. No, I, I like the bosses that don't give you the tell. Like, there's maybe a physical tell, but it doesn't. there's not a big cast bar, a big orange circle on the ground. So it's like you actually have to pay attention to figure out what's going to happen, kind of like what is, what's that one? Stone Vigil Hard Mode with the guys at the end, the two guys that are, you know, they split in oh, half yeah, and they're doing yeah. their abilities, but you can't, mm-hmm. you know, there's no cast bar or whatever. So those those are always fun because you have to really pay attention. And I think the Legacy Dungeons have a soft spot in Legacy players' hearts. The that and the uh, Zemail Darkhold. Well, what did they do to Darkhold? That used to be a fucking challenge, and you fought. Right now, you have this tiny little end boss fight, and it's like, seriously, that shit was hard. You had like ads, and you had all this other shit. Mm-hmm. It's 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 so. Sinister still laments the bridges. These the, the bridges that were in that dungeon. They, it seems like the very first part of the dungeon they kept 1.0 style, and then everything else that just kind of did their own thing. But yeah, yeah, it still has a soft spot. All of them do. All right. We have another email from Quiet Oak on the Excalibur server. The subject is chat boxes and cutscenes. We ranted, I think, last week, week before, whatever, about you're in the middle of some epic cutscene where some beloved character NPC is in peril and you get to see, you know, you accidentally hit enter and now you have your chat boxes using it up and you can see all your link shells blabbering about whatever, probably giving you spoilers. So he writes... Or he, she, I don't know. Hey, GT, I was just listening to episode 30, and Rubicon was talking about that effing chat box during mm-hmm. cutscenes. I also play on controller, and I found out by mistake how to turn chat off. 
in and out of cutscenes. Now, I play with a 360 controller, so I'm not 100% sure on how PS4 is set up, but the first thing you do is push the button that toggles through your different UI things like chat, map, missions, etc. until the finger is on the chat. Usually two presses for me. And then I push the button for the sub-menu and the hide chat window pops up. Push your confirm button and it should go away. To get it back, you should be able to just toggle to it again or hit enter on the keyboard. Hopefully that wasn't too confusing. Love the podcast. I've been binge listening to it, to the episodes this week, and it's fantastic. The info, the wit, the bosom. So much win. Great job, and I can't wait for more. White Oak and the Excalibur server. First of all, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's so great to hear. And I know you can do it on controller, and also, if you have a keyboard uh, with a numpad that is like a real numpad, not just clones of the one, two, three buttons... There is a way to hide that, and I can't remember what it is right now, but it's like, you know, minus a period, period, zero or something. There is a there is a way to hide it, and that's what think, a lot of people don't realize is the numpad kind of by default mimics a controller. So, like, if you hit zero, it's whatever the select button is. Mm. Yeah, so there, I actually use my numpad. To I do some had to use the numpad when I was doing Chocobo Racing because... I have a very strange keyboard setup. I used to watch some PvP how-to things, and um, there was a there was a great PvP. He still does some PvP. Tallgrim. Um, he did some. Um, I think WoW PvP. I know um, the Old Republic PvP. World of Tanks. Anyway, I I did a configuration. I think of his Rift PvP style, and I still play with that setup. But because of that, I don't have a a back pedal button. I don't, have, I don't walk mm. backwards. And because I don't tank really, I don't ever have a need for it. So um, that's tough for me in Chocobo Racing because you use some of those buttons to do things and I didn't have it. But I found that the numpad still had that feature if I turned like the number part off of it. I could still use those features. So thank you for that advice, including Yelta here, because I didn't know that. I'm going to I'm gonna fuck up a cutscene just so I can see if I can... <laughs> See if I can get out of it, you know? I still hate the fact I'd have to press, like, decimal, decimal, zero, up, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, star, to, to get, I would like to just hit escape and it say close chat window or something, but. Yeah. Whatevs. What? I like that I was mentioned in two letters this week. <laughs> Gosh. That's You're winning the popularity excellent. contest. I, I, I have am. to come and scratch your I need out. a tiara. Get you a tiara. Diadem. <laughs> Please. All right, last call it's time for some shout outs we have a shout out i do i do all right go go i just want to mention that this is just something i heard about now as this is we secondhand all know, information right secondhand information from the lowdown because we certainly do not do parsing in our group because yep. that would be against the terms of service yep so there are no parsers in our group but i heard about this place called fflogs.com and i don't know i was looking at someone else's data because there's obviously no data of mine on there because that would be ridiculous but somebody else had data on there and i was looking it over and they can do some of the coolest stuff i have ever seen on this website um, I know you guys don't parse either, certainly, but have I, you seen this website? I, I have. I, I have, haven't, have, yes, no. <laughs> yes, yes, no. It yes. is amazing. You can see how much damage everyone's doing, how much damage everyone's taking, how much healing everyone's done. You can watch a whole battle 
in real time as little dots on a board showing you who moved out of stuff, who didn't move out of stuff. You could see the abilities people are using. It can pull problems from different fights. It can show, you know, who did something stupid and when and how they could fix it. Right. It's so amazing. So I'm going to say it again, fflogs.com. Now, I am not endorsing in any way parsing because that would be wrong. But this website, for those of you who, you know, fly by the seat of your pants and actually parse, check it out. And don't use that data to shame anyone. Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake. I'm serious. That's that's (laughs) legit. We have rules. You know, our free company has rules. Our link shell has rules. You know, we're open to to knowing numbers. But what we're not open to is using videos, audio, or data to shame another team member into, you know, performing a certain way or doing something else. And we'll never do that. You know, if somebody's bad, they're bad. If somebody needs to do something different, they need to do something different. But we don't use the data to shame them. For, for me, it's personal performance, seeing what I could do, what I, what I might be doing wrong and how I might fix it or, okay, did I miss that cooldown? Okay, what's wrong with my rotation here that I'm doing that much less damage or that much more damage? Or how could I be squeezing out just a little bit more? Can I switch into shield oath or sword oath for a while or shield oath here? Or, you know, how am I working with the, with the healers? There's so much you can learn from this it's literally combat analysis i mean it's it's breakdown of everything and every ability and every movement every cooldown it's everything so so if you're into breaking things down to the bare numbers this is a great way to do it so fflogs.com i I think there was like a good takeaway that we had when we looked at something was a certain ability that that people use at a certain time i think there was like a healing ability that you could compare your data with another group's data and see that they used maybe medica 2 at one point and that well when i look at you know my chain of actions at this same time point i'm not using medica 2 so maybe i should be doing that instead and once again, that's for betterment. That's not for, you know, God, fucking Rubicon doesn't use Medica 2 at this point in the fight. What a dumbass. You know, that's not really what it's about. It's about no. y- using the data to better yourself and to get your group further. You know, science can be used for good or evil, you know, microwaves or, you know, atomic bombs, but we want to use the data for for good i think yoshida probably wrestles with that you know because we have we have eye levels and we're getting these these uh dummies the training dummies in three point is it in 3.1 we're getting the ones that have the data we haven't had anything super confirmed hinted that there will be because that because that bothers me i'm a black mage i have no definitive way to see if i am over a three minute period in game legally with their tools there is no way for me to know if this rotation is better than that rotation or if eating this food and popping a potion makes that much difference you might as well have it in the game because we can always come up with some other method to to parse our data and if you're worried about if yoshida is worried about shame people shaming because of the in-game data we can do that with third-party data 
So you might as well put that stuff in the game to some degree. Yep, yep. Just just make it so... Just enforce that harassment. Now, mind you, I'm somebody who actually reported someone this week for something. And I uh, got a call got back. back. I got a call back. I have now reported three or four people. Now, mind you, I have a thick skin most of the time, right? And the, the this particular incident wasn't even aimed at me. It was someone else being needled and, and just somebody was an asshole in a dungeon. Oh, I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> in a yeah, dungeon? I thought it was awful. a guild hest. No, you're right. It was a guild hest. I'm Which like, is, some to me is even more incredible. A guild hests are supposed to either be about learning or it's just a two-minute operation. We get the job done. Let's go. What was it? Yeah. Someone just oh, accidentally yeah, it's in my hit Twitter. the wrong mob or somebody, something, right? It was the guild hest where you have the um, Marlboro and the bubbles. Oh, sure. Someone hit one, I thought maybe... I think one or two of the wrong bubbles, God right? Oh, the acid ones? Okay. Yeah, so the acids came over and hurting me. I was healing. Now, mind you, we cleaned. We didn't even wipe. No one wiped. This was a one-shot. This person, you can look at my Twitter. I did take the names out because I'm not, I'm again, not into shaming people publicly. But uh, I, this person was just so, just so full of vitriol about, my God, you can't fucking read. You're a, you shouldn't reproduce. I mean, it was awful. It was awful. No one doing a guild hest where you're not even wiping should be getting yelled at like this. Oh no one God, should be getting yes, yelled at this. What anyway. they said was you should be removed from the gene pool. Can't even fucking read. So stupid. Oh, my fucking God. Fucking idiot. Over a guild hest. That you didn't wipe. Didn't even wipe. So there was no was time wasted. What's funny, though, is the guy who is yelling didn't get a heal because I was too busy just dealing with stuff. So he actually did die. So the guy who yelled did die, but he was probably more busy typing evil things and not, you know, cool downs or something. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it was the other lot of energy to have that much rage and, you know, type in all caps that much. So at the end, I'm like, chill out. And the other person was like, calm down. I'm like, like, fucking switch to decaf. It's not it's a game. (laughs) (laughs) You now have wasted. Even if we failed and we abandoned, you have now wasted 10 minutes of your life. Get over it. And who doesn't get themselves killed when they're talking shit about somebody else in another chat channel? I mean, that that shit just happens. That never happens. (laughs) That never happens. That would actually never happen to me for sure, right? It always happens. Oh, my God. It always happens. Every time, almost. Yes. Uh, Snarky behavior. Karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch. It truly is. Exactly. All right. It's closing time, guys. I can't believe we're already here. Oh, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find us. Our Twitter handle is at GTFFXIV. Email us at GTFFXIV at gmail.com. You can come to our shiny new website, Ooh. GTFFXIV.com, which has links to a bunch of this stuff. Our recordings can be found on SoundCloud at G- soundcloud.com.gtffxiv and iTunes, so search for us Gather Together or GTFFXIV We're also on Stitcher, we're also on Player FM. Time for personal plugs. I'm going to start with Kariri. I am on Twitter at Kariri Sumasu, K-A-R-I-R-I-S-U-M-A-S-U and I'm going to say it one more time. Go to gtffxiv.com and tell us what you think of this episode. We'd love to get some comments over there. And make the Sumasu sisters work on their blog. Oh my god, there's some shaming for you. That was great. Shame. Shame. Uh, Has not been updated since Shia first came out. Okay, how about your week? 
You can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E, and you can find me on Twitch Tuesday nights at 9 Central. Uh, that is at TXK Hot Sauce. All right, and you can find me, Yelta, on Twitter at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. Good night. Bye.